Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is the weekly show where we talk about all things money and finance and where we give you information to help you make the best financial decisions possible. So if you want to buy your first home, you want to be better with money, you want to learn how to invest, where to begin, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe. I'm so thrilled to have you here. So without further ado, let's get going with this week's show. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Conversation of Money podcast. I hope you guys are well. It's another Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, this conversation today, I'm actually really excited about. It's going to be a really, really good one. Um, as you know, if you've been following the podcast, I am all about using money as a tool to help you achieve life goals. And it starts with the basics. So it starts with understanding what money you got coming in, what money you got going out, and working from there to give yourselves a basis to invest for the future, to create wealth, to create net worth. And I have a guest on with me today who's, who's business is all about facilitating and empowering you to be able to do that. Now, you may have actually heard of the app, um, but I'm really, really delighted to um, to introduce and have on here with me um, the co-founder, CEO of Emma App. His name is Eduardo. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I think you already like sell, sold my name and also like the app itself. So the job is done. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So no, on a, on, a, on, a, on a real note though, I mean, obviously I've had guests on this podcast before and oftentimes when I reach out to kind of like businesses and brands, certainly on social media, oftentimes yeah. it's a very, very hit and miss of whether you get anything back and you guys were really, really quickly to come back and I was like, oh my God, you're going to come on the podcast. This is going to be really, really good. <laughs> um, the work you're doing is fantastic. Like I said before, just before we started pressing, you know, to press record for this, the foundations to creating wealth, to being good with money, all starts with budgeting and actual just basic money control. And your business is born out of this. So I'm really, really interested to kind of get a little bit of a background into who you are. How did you get to the point where you created Emma as mm -hmm, an mm -hmm. app to help people with this? Yeah, so basically, like Emma, like the way we usually call it, is like more like a financial therapist. Uh, we want to be that tool that you relate it on a daily basis to improve your finances. And you know, improving finances could go from you know setting a simple budget to seeing all your money in one place, but also like uh, cancel your um, energy bill and switch to a better provider and save X amount of money for that year. So there are various like uh, various actions that you can actually take across your like bank accounts to actually make an improvement. And it's interesting because basically I went to Union Manchester um, in 2012 and I left in 2016. And with a friend from uni, we actually had this sort of like obsession that we had to start like something. Um, and at the time we had no idea what we were going to start, but we knew that we could do it. And we basically spent two years uh, completely burning any single saving that we managed to collect in uni because we were both working at the time. And so our bank account went to having... Um, an amount of money that it's very unusual for any graduate because usually mm -hmm. leave uni with life full of debt yeah. to basically zero and to basically needing to go back to our parents' place in Italy because we're both Italians and having to work remote for almost like a year while I was in Rome and he was in Venice mm -hmm. and then coming back to UK with something that was actually working which is by Emma mm -hmm. and then being able actually to gain the interest of investors and build a company around it. So it's been like really like a roller coaster for like two years. But 
um, along these two years, at some point, we realized that we had uh, really good interest in, uh, you know, helping people improve their money, manage their money, and also, you know, work with all these banks to bring this technology to life. Mm-hmm. And and that's when we decided that we this was the, the right time to focus on it. And we we probably use one of the most, I would say, egocentric names out there because uh, Emma is uh, comes from our uh, names initials. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and my co-founder. There is nothing else. Everyone like has always asked me, okay, is it was that you're like a previous girlfriend? Uh, like, this is definitely <laughs> like a girl. <laughs> this is definitely like a girl that's rejected you, and now you're like, hey, payback time. No, payback time. <laughs> yeah. I'm EM. My co-founder is MA, so that works. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much like how the journey went. We spent two years looking at it, and then we started, and then we went through a couple of funding rounds, and now the company is about ten people. Uh, we're live in the UK, US, and Canada. And um, basically, we connect to about 30,000 banks. So wow. you can connect all your banks uh, that you have. And then basically, the app will analyze your accounts for you and provide with you know tips and uh, advice on how to improve your finances pretty much. So I know that you do connect with um, the banks. And one thing that you yeah. guys do that I think is really, really good is you also connect with some of the investment um, providers as yes. well. Because basically, we started with like uh, banks in the UK, and then we're like, yeah, but this can even get like a bit cooler. So mm-hmm. we start connecting to some investment providers like Nutmeg and Well Simple. Uh, we also connect to a pension aggregator called Pension B, mm-hmm. and uh, we also connect to I think six crypto exchanges. So you can also okay. see all your crypto assets in Emma. And on top of that, we have recently built this feature, which I actually were mentioning before. It's called the network. Mm-hmm. And basically, this feature lets you add also um, assets that, you know, are not like trackable from, you know, a connection point of view. Yeah, yeah. So you can include in the app stuff like uh, your car, your house, uh, a, p- a nice painting you bought, or anything that can mm-hmm. actually, you know, turn into like a long-term asset to have um, a holistic view of uh, your network pretty much. Yeah. And guys, if you're listening to this, you need to go and download the app because I downloaded the app maybe like three or four days ago. And that feature that he's talking about there where it aggregates your net worth, I thought is an absolute godsend because too many times people will say, you know, have this, I want to be a millionaire. I want to have a net worth of this, but you have no physical way of actually tracking it unless you keep a, a spreadsheet or you write it down to have it there on your phone. For some people, maybe a little bit of a rude awakening to say, well, hang on a second, I thought I had more, or maybe I am on track, or actually I've done okay. But to be able to see it on the phone really gives you that kind of, well, actually, I need to improve that number and I need to work on that. Is was, yeah, yeah. Did, did you start out with the idea of you wanted a net worth aggregator no, no. in there, or was it just a byproduct no. or something? So like the app has been live in, uh, in the UK since like January 2018. And we launched the feature like two months ago. So basically, we spent more than a year and a half with people coming every week saying, oh, you know, I would like to have the sum of all these numbers. I would actually like to see the progress over time. And for us, it was like, yeah, but no, it's no, maybe not. Yes, no. Uh-huh. And in the end, it was like, you know what? We, we looked at the feature and realized, one, the value, but like the value in terms of the product. Because, you know, if you've got a feature like that, the user is inclined to add all their accounts. Mm-hmm. and actually bring everything together mm-hmm. and so it adds a lot of value and that's why we decided to release it and um and the adoption has been great so far of course now we're getting people that are giving us the other feedback no i don't want to see that number because <laughs> 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 they're scared by the, that number um you know it's uh, i think it's definitely good for 
uh, bringing another point to the app where you can actually see more. Absolutely, absolutely. I could, I couldn't agree more because I, I've, always, I, I keep a spreadsheet as you would probably imagine. Mm-hmm. But to have it no. there, just what? like a phone, yeah. is is great because it's it's nice to be able to look at it and use it as a as a tracking measurement to how well you're doing or whether you have yeah. a goal. So how do you use your spreadsheet? Um, well, it's I've got it on one page currently, but it had, does have different tabs. But at the moment, I've got all of my income, my expenditure, then I've got all of my assets, all of my investments, all of that on just one page, effectively. But I look at it okay. almost like every month or every other month or so, I track it. But to be able to have it in a phone, it's just, it's easier. Yeah. It's less work no, for me to maintain. I, I was never like that. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> we need to bring something a bit faster. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, definitely but download that. So one of the things I really want to talk about, and again, we've kind of alluded to this, and if you're a listener to the podcast and you watch me on YouTube, you know that I always try and drill this home. And I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this because, you know, Emma is really built around the fact of trying to help people improve their finances and be better with their money. Mm -hmm. How, How important have you found that? And why was that the focus of the app for you? Was that built out of personal experience or just something that you noticed? Um, I think that, um, one of those actually was it by a fundamental issue that there is in banking, which is that banks do not care. Uh, when I was at uni, I had a senior bank account. Um, I never opened that bank account because I couldn't be sort of like a bothered. And, uh, you know, once I opened it and I realized I was paying Netflix for like six months and I didn't even realize. Um, and it's not the case that there was like a huge amount of money in there, but it was more the case that um, I was very, very distracted by uni and no, and no one told me that. And, you know, the bank wouldn't care less of like, you know, telling me what was actually going into my finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another situation where, you know, I went to, I was in overdraw, I was completely in overdraft on one account. And again, the bank charged me, but didn't tell me yeah. that I was going to get charged. So there are all these like small use cases where, it's obvious to us that you know banks do not don't have an active interest in uh, providing because they make money out of them, mm-hmm. and so that's where something like Emma comes in, which is like a, a small layer that sits on top of uh, bank accounts and any other financial products and can help you um, improve. Yeah, and uh, and that's pretty much the key. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. I mean, I spent you know I've spent fifteen years in financial services. I've worked for the big banks as well, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, what you're saying there is. Is spot on. Charge you for an overdraft. They don't tell you that you know you're over your overdraft limit, and they apply these levies. And there is that um, there is that notion, certainly amongst the general public, that the banks just don't. They are a commercial entity. They're not there with an interest to help you in any way to improve your finances. You're kind of like a customer that they generate money. Yeah, of course. Like the only thing they're interested in is that you've got like a deposit with them. And apart from that, there isn't like much of interest. And, you know, I would actually expand this sort of like statement to even the new banks or all the other digital banks that come out because at the end of the day, they're all in the same like uh, business model. Mm-hmm. It's not that uh, it could be like an, a new shiny new part, but at the end of the day, they need to make money with more drafts and loans. There is nothing like new. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same story, just like with a different color. Yeah. So with you guys, you integrate into the banks as well, don't you, in order to pull data to help people? Yes, budgeting. especially especially in the UK, we actually use um, something called open banking, which is mm-hmm. uh, an infrastructure that uh, banks provide. So we connect using their own technology. And this means that basically the, the connection is 100% safe. There is no risk of like 
having any sort of issue. And um, the same infrastructure is backed by the government. So it's uh, it's an official standard in, mm-hmm. in the UK, uh, which also means that you don't have to input your credentials. You just have to, you know, tap twice in Emma and in your banking app, and then you will see your account in Emma. And then every 12 weeks, so 90 days, you will have to renew your connections to actually give us uh, continue. I mean, to give us access for another like three months. Yeah. So, yeah. so we are sure that you actually still want to use us, and you know, still have that data, data pretty much. Yeah. One thing that I really, really like that you've got on the app, which um, when I was I was signing up because that person that you described really really easy face id yeah. it logs through again you tap twice as you were saying and mm-hmm. so i'm with starling basically so yeah. i've got my normal account and then i've mm-hmm. got like uh in starling you can have spaces where you put different bits of money yes of course. i love that your app will basically pull together all of the the spaces so i've got my emergency fund in, the, in a separate space it pulled mm-hmm. that information through as well and i was like this is amazing because I didn't think it was going to do it. And it actually puts it as savings as well as money that's actually set aside separate to your, to your current accounts. It's really, really nice in terms of just allowing you to see what you have, current account balance, savings balance. You've got your investments in there as well. Then I could get everything to a, a net worth currently of the time. It's, yeah, because like, if you think about the concept of like spaces or like pots, as one to call them, like it's very like useful to have them, but then it can also be very confusing because you create yeah. like 10 different like spaces and then you don't know how much money you've put in those. Yeah, yeah. But it pulls it together really, really well. And I think that's really, really great. I'm interested in something you mentioned there in terms of, so for you, because I know that with Emma, the a lot of the stuff that you provide via the um, app is is free. You now have like a a, a pro version. And I guess yes. that's really to kind of help people kind of like supercharge and get more detail when it comes into the budgeting. Can you yes. explain how does that work? What what does it actually deliver? In yeah, so basically the app is completely free. And then we've got this uh, subscription is called Emma Pro uh, that covers, I would say, 2% of the features. So 99, 90% of it's completely usable. And uh, basically includes uh, the ability of creating custom categories. So you can basically set budgets on whatever you want instead of like the default categories that you find in the app. Um, then you can create offline resources. This means that basically if you don't support a specific account in the app, you can actually uh, create it and uh, track it manually. Oh, and, okay. that's how, and that's how you would be able to actually track uh, you know, cash transactions or an offshore account in another country. Um, the interesting bit about this is that we'll support multiple currencies. So if you have got like an account in China, you can add it with um, their currency and you will mm-hmm. be able to track it in Emma. Um, then we have a split of transactions. This is a super interesting uh, feature, uh, which basically helps you split transactions in different categories. A specific use case would be then, you know, you go to, to Tesco and uh, you spend 100 pounds but 80 of that is grocery and 20 pounds is like personal care. Yeah, so sure. you're, able, you're able to actually split that in two different transactions and put them in two different categories. So you can have like a very accurate uh, budgeting. And, and then we have um, like uh, the network. So the network is uh, 90% fully free. Uh, if you want to add uh, real estate, uh, if you want to add car, you can actually do it to Emma Pro. So to have a complete... Uh, um, picture of um, on, of the product and and so on. So we're talking about like six seven features that their only focus is to actually power up your uh, tracking to the next level, pretty much. 
so a, a question on that then so will that allow you so actually you'll be able to do it manually because i was going to ask you whether um you could track things because i know you've got investment providers on there so for example yes. i've linked on the small one of my small pension pots with pension b so that's now linked yeah. into it as well but yeah. i also have um investments with uh hargreaves lansdowne and there was one that I, I i tried one that isn't currently signed up to you and it said you can send them a tweet to let them know. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, that that's the issue that we have, right? So we build the product, but then uh, the connection needs to be built by the banks mm -hmm. or the financial providers. And some of them, they actually have built it because they see the value of actually showing their, you know, balance in other products uh, or websites and others they're not like open to. So uh, it's still like a working process. And for us, the best, um, help that we can get from a user is to actually put pressure on these companies. Uh -huh. um, and if you go on Twitter and you look at the uh, HL, like they basically spend all the Twitter time replying to our users saying that <laughs> <laughs> they've got interest in this area, but we don't know when they will develop it. So it's, yeah. just like, it's uh, I think it's 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 a really powerful tool in terms of like you know putting them like on the corner and saying you know we want this and we need yeah. this. So with Emma Pro, I would imagine you can just create um, a manual thing for a Hargreaves Lansdowne account, for example, and say yes. you've got this much in there. Yes. And as of today, we're actually building a new feature uh, for Pro, uh, which basically helps you automate transfers to offline accounts. Oh, okay. Um, this super has been very complex to build, but it's super interesting. So basically, if you set up one of these rules, um, whenever you move your money to from, I don't know, your Barclays account, your current account, to an offline resource, we will be able to automatically create a transaction and update the balance of the offline account um, if, if the rule is set up. Um, you know, I have an account with Barclays and I have an account with uh, Marcus. And um, as of today, you know, Marcus uh, doesn't provide a way to connect. Mm -hmm. and so this would be a way for me to update Marcus automatically without uh, touching the, the app. Because uh, the issue that we, we have today is that people need to go there daily or weekly to update the balance or add the transaction in. And so uh, after a lot of like complaints, we decided that it was time to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, look, for me, again, I've talked about the fact that budgeting is so important. And my big, um, I say frustration is that we live in 2020 and this stuff really isn't still being taught in school to any real positive effect. Not at scale anyway. I think you may go to private schools, for example, where they have uh, a really good delivery of financial education as a whole. But on this wider scale, on the mass scale, this stuff isn't still being taught to any great effect. And banks necessarily don't have, um, they don't feel they have a responsibility to help with that. I think a lot of them are good now because they are trying to do additional bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. But I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on the whole educational system in terms of financial literacy and how important that is for things like budgeting and, and how that bring ties into what you do at, at Emma. I think that's our job. And that's why, you know, when you look at Emma, Emma is not another late body finance app. Uh, it's an app with a gummy bear logo that is fully colorful. It's super friendly, makes fun of you, and sometimes it's even like irritating, right? So we've tried <laughs> to take, yeah, we've, we've tried to take all the boring stuff about money and managing money and make it like super, super like cool and easy to use. And that's our ultimate goal. Because at the end of the day, like this stuff is, it can be like really boring for some people and that's why they don't get, they don't get into it, right? 
and uh, you know even to budget and save you don't need to be like an extreme budgeter and track you know 25 different uh, categories and all the money but you just need to track how much you make and how much you spend that's like two numbers yeah if that number is positive you're doing well yeah if the number yeah. is negative you need to fix something yeah um so and, and and i think that's the basic right um then over the years we've seen like uh, 20 different budgeting methods, but the basic is always their cash flows in and out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to know, what was your um, experience with kind of like financial education growing up? Did you did you get much at home? How did you learn about money yourself? Mm, I didn't get anything from like um, the educational system. Um, I didn't, I think, I only remember like one leaflet in Pressure Week where they were advertising how to budget for 40 pounds a week. Right, a okay. Unit. <laughs> just that was it <laughs> um yeah it was 37 i think but other than that like i didn't have anything and i think for me i was like uh lacking the sense that i always wanted to be an entrepreneur in that sense and you know start companies and so from that i, get, I think i got I, I get the same approach when it comes down to money right mm-hmm. uh, make it grow uh it needs to look bigger and bigger and you know plan for some goals and um, I'm also in a weird situation where, you know, I cannot really plan for any long-term goals because my biggest goal is what's happening now with uh, Emma. Um, it's not that I've got, you know, a super fixed income with like a stable job for the next 40 years. And then I can say, okay, I want to be here in 20. I want to be here in 40. Whereas uh, like the lifetime of a tech company is like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it's a much, much shorter journey where everything goes super, super fast. And my entire focus is entirely on, on the product. So what is what is the plan for Emma Big Picture? I mean, where do you hope to take it? So right now we're living in UK, US and Canada. Uh, we want to expand to all the, all the English-speaking uh, countries, so Australia, New Zealand, and then we want to cover uh, Europe, so launching France, Spain, Italy, and a bunch of other countries there. And we want to be the app that you go to to actually save and budget, um, the financial therapies that you've ever added. Um, we don't think that you know, financial education should be taught in schools or by banks, it should be taught by us. And that's what the specific like need that we were actually feeling. Uh, of course, today comes down in the form of a, an app that helps you budget. Tomorrow it could be content through the app and tomorrow it could even be financial advice in the app. So actually telling you the investment that you just opened yesterday does not make any sense to open this other one. You know what? And that leads me on to the next question. And I'm so glad you said that because... This is really refreshing. This is the first time I've spoken to someone that is not necessarily from the financial services industry. I've no idea what the financial services industry Oh, you know what? The financial services industry is just a load of banks and investment houses and financial advisors. And to be honest, I'm 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 trained as a financial advisor. I have advised clients in the past. So you're one of them. (laughs) Well, I actually stepped away to do this because one thing that I was noticing was especially with financial advisors, and it's actually quite frustrating for me, and it's really, really infuriating. Financial advisors have all of the skill sets to help people one-on-one to make sure that their money works as, as best as it possibly can to invest for the future, to plan for the future, to protect the present. But all of the financial advisors, because majority of them are self-employed, mm-hmm. they don't want to speak to people if they don't have 50 grand it's not worthwhile for them. And that's one thing that I picked up three, four years ago. Cause I was like, look, I was in a, I was working for a big advisory firm. And I said, I'd really want to do some stuff where I can educate the 24 to 44 year olds. Mm-hmm. And the answer was, well, 
why would you want to do that? You're never going to get rich doing that. It's a waste of time. And I was like, well, no, it's not. Because I remember when I was 24, 25, I wish that I knew all of the stuff that I knew now because I would have acted differently and done things differently. And you I think, become richer, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And they were like, well, no, no, no. We, we, that's, that's not our role. We look after people who have already got money now. And it's refreshing that to speak to someone who doesn't necessarily have the exposure to the investment houses, to the banks. And mm-hmm. one thing you said there is that, you know, financial education is your job, is our job to educate people. And that's the reason why I don't advise clients anymore. Mm-hmm. I work as a financial coach trying to help the 24 to 44 year olds mm-hmm. understand what they need to do with their money from the basics, like budgeting. So my Maybe question... No, I- yeah, for us, actually, I interrupt you. Like, for us, that's our biggest strength in the sense that we don't have any sort of financial background. So we can sort of like step out from like that, the big, you know, cloud yeah. of thinking. Yeah. And my, and my question to you was because I know that on the app already, you already got um, sort of some tie into Pension B and some of the investment houses. And you yes. kind of alluded to this. Are you likely to provide the, that next step for people in terms of, okay, you've got surplus income now. So these are a few ways that you can, these are a few things that you can do to grow your wealth in the future. Well, we already do it. Uh, so in the app, there's like a tab called Save Money. Um, and basically what that tab does, it provides some ways to either save, invest, or, um, you know, plan for the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you can open an account with Pension B from there. Um, you can uh, see all your um, energy providers in your area, all your broadband providers, and actually do a switch in the app uh, okay. for energy. And we also provide some offers for uh, robot advisors, so not back and what's simple. And so there are many people that every month they open accounts via us to these platforms, and then they connect them in Amman to see the long-term progress. Um, so that for us is step one, is they provide some, um, some sort of like connections and mm-hmm. some um, deals. The, the, the step above that is to actually being proactive and they not doing it in the form of like a simple, you know, uh, button in the app, but, you know, going to people and say, you know, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit more complex because, you know, every single person has got different uh, financial, you know, financial situation. So yep. it needs to be a piece of technology that can actually understand where you are, you are at mm-hmm. and what you, you might need today and what you might need tomorrow, right? Yeah, absolutely. So for you then, is that a step that you envisage taking in the near future? Or is that very much kind of like further, further afield? Um, I think it's in the near future. Um, if you would want to compare us, it's more like we're building like the next version of the comparison websites mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. So comparison websites, they were born 10 years ago. And it was just like a landing page with a bunch of links for energy or broadband. Uh, what we can do today is we know already what you have and we can recommend right, right away what you might need. And we can keep track of all your future transactions to make sure that you're always like on the right path. Yeah. So that's our ultimate mission. So, you know, whenever there's a better energy deal, we'll make a switch for it. So whenever we think that you can invest, we'll make you do it and so on and so on. Yeah. There was something actually that I remember seeing, I think it was yesterday when I was playing around with this, knowing that you were coming on. And I think you, you have very subtle nudges in the app. Yeah. where you ask like little questions. And I think one of the questions that came up for me was, are you paying too much on your bills? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't click the button to see what took next, but it actually got me thinking. I'm like, well, hang on a second, am I? <laughs> because yeah. that is important. Yes, and if you go there and you put your postcode, you will see all the other like alternatives around your area. And, uh, you know, and th- there we go. 
But, you know, uh, in terms of, of other partnerships that we have in the app, and specifically in that app, is one with Lime Monivo, which is like a competitor of uh, Loans. Um, we never thought in the history of Emma to be associated with Loans because we've always seen like Loans negatively. Mm-hmm. But we can also say that, you know, if you want to pay your debt and you've got a huge credit card debt, you need to get a better loan or a better interest rate. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we come in. And that's how we've decided to actually include it. And that's what we were, the, the use that we're seeing in the app is to actually get loan to pay uh, off your debt. Yeah. Which is uh, the most controversial thing on earth. And uh, probably 90% of people out there do not understand or comprehend. But, you know, that's one of the things that you need to teach people. And they, you know, they need to actually understand it pretty much. Yeah, I, no, I think you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, even with debt, I think looking, especially through COVID, I yeah. think there was... Um, there was an article that came out, I think maybe about two months ago, and it was saying that through COVID, whilst a lot of people have gone into debt, there's been a record amount of debt actually paid off as well. For people who have then finally realized, well, hang on a second, I need to get rid of this overdraft, this mm-hmm. loan, because it's a drag on my on my income, essentially, and trying to you know, free up that money so they can put it into things like emergency funds, so on and so forth. So have you noticed anything as a business through covid um, through your users? Well, you know, in, in the first few weeks of the lockdown, we actually started analyzing the spending patterns and we saw that people basically stopped spending. <laughs> mm. So so that's that's how they actually managed to save and pay up the debt because, uh, you know, the entertainment category goes down to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal care, which is like gym or some beauty salon, this goes like to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a huge demand in cancellation of like some certain subscriptions like gym. Mm-hmm. So we were getting a lot of tracking of people that actually want to cancel or pause or freeze their uh, their gym membership. And and so we saw like savings going up for pretty much everyone. Also think about the commute. Uh, if you live in London, uh, the commute is one of the most expensive things that you pay yeah. all for every month. Yeah, travel so card. You, yeah, travel card, lunch, and there you go. And you've got like uh, 500, 400 pounds there on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, COVID was like a realization for many people that, you know, working from home has got some positive sides, such as this, yeah. uh, rather than like negative sides. Because um, as, as as some business, like the specific thing that you need to have people in a room, you need to have them, you need to be able to see them to actually control them or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's the thing that I also had, right? So when we left to our employees, they're like, okay, game over. Like, <laughs> <it's just> like, <laughs> but then you realize that you have other people that are extremely independent. Uh, they know what they're doing. And so they can do it wherever they are. And it does not really matter if they're in the office or in, the, in their own. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know that I was speaking to a few of my um, contacts down in London. And a lot of the big misses aren't going back into their workplaces until next year now, some people are saying. Um, and the adjustment for many people that I know that are working from home is that you, it was hard to start off with, especially if you've got kids running around the house and all that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. people then get into a routine and mm-hmm. they find actually they can be really, really efficient where they work a, a five hour stint, get everything done, but almost gives them more balance as well. So they can actually, you know, wake up with the kids, have breakfast, have a workout, go for a walk, come in, do some work and finish off early and gain a little bit of balance and not have to do that daily commute that often takes a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. No, for, for me, it was quite dramatic. It was like, I'm from Rome, Italy, and my parents are in Rome. And so we're basically, we're the first country that was it. Mm. And I was seeing two completely different realities. So when I was thinking about COVID to my parents, they were like completely scared already yeah. locked down and here it was all normal people yeah. were just enjoying and relaxing 
yeah. and then we saw it coming here. It was like so, so it was like one month. Uh, you know, we were one month late, yeah. pretty much on um, on everything. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a funny time. How are your parents? Are they okay? Oh uh, yeah, everyone is okay. But I guess that you know we need to see how this. Uh, I'm not very optimistic about the next three months. So uh, we need to see what's going to happen. But in terms of like Emma, we were going to be remote in January or February, if not even uh, longer than that. Um, we used to have an office in the uh, center of London and we just like canceled rent and decided not to spend the money ever again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We we actually noticed like there are some um, office spaces and between like the biggest brand, they actually uh, played this trick of like keeping the offices open while there was the, the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So the government official advice was like, you don't need, don't go to work. And then, the, but the offices were all open, so they were like charging everyone. So we, at some point, we were like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> we just yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, look, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with as a final thought? I mean, my my word to everyone is, you need to go and get the app, especially if you're trying to keep an eye on your money, that in and out trying to track your net worth and trying just to get a good handle of things, definitely go and get the app. Is there anything that you would leave them with, Eduardo? I think it would be like start saving. You know, it's never late, whether you're like 35, 45, 55, start saving. Uh, you, know, you can even start with like a small amount and then over time it will grow. And, uh, you know, you can even experiment it with a bit of like uh, stocks and share ISAs and mm-hmm. cash ISAs and split in between of those and also see how you know, investing um, it, it works out in the long term, but are like many providers out there that do it for you. And so start, uh, always start and never get into the mentality of like, I'm earning less because um, there is always a way to save. And, uh, you know, when we started them, I was uh, year one, I was uh, living in London at 25K and um, I was able to save 500 pounds a month. Uh, wow. Don't ask me. Don't ask me how I was doing it. But <laughs> I would love to know how you did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know, when you're actually focused on uh, <laughs> on building like uh, your company, you don't do anything yeah. else. So yeah. basically, uh, there wasn't for me. There wasn't any entertainment. There was anything. There was just work from Monday to Sunday and um, cheap lunches. And you know that that's pretty much how you do it. And I wasn't committed with the tube. I was taking the bus or walking. Mm-hmm. And that that's pretty much how you do it. Too. Of course, like, this is like an extreme case. Um, I've beaten every single record out there, um, but there is always a way, and you know, start early as early as possible. Yeah, I can definitely echo that. Um, again, if you guys have listened to me, watched me on YouTube, mm-hmm. you'll know that one of my biggest regrets is not understanding how this stuff works. So I could have started this at twenty four, twenty five. My biggest, yeah, because, you know, like we never think about it, but you know, there could be another COVID, or you know. Before COVID, we wouldn't have never thought about something like that. And then mm. if you don't have like six, seven months of like savings in your bank account and you get laid off, uh, good luck. Uh, in a situation where no one wants to hire and everyone is fighting for like 12 months, mm. it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. And it does not mean that we need to get ready for the end of the world, but at least we need to uh, put ourselves in a position where we can choose, you know? Uh, yeah. and. And when you are in that position, you means you're always winning. And choosing it means choosing when to start working again, choosing what kind of job you want, uh, choosing if you want to change completely the industry because you've got a sort of like financial net of like, you know, seven, eight months where you're free to do whatever. And that's the position where everyone should be at. Yeah. It's music to my ears to have someone else say this. <laughs> my listeners are sick of me, must be sick of me saying this, but it's so true. And 
uh, yeah, you've just said it better than but, I ever could. You know, like it's it's an advice that you can translate in other like in many other ways. Uh, for me, a classic example was like if you're like a uni student, uh, look for a job while at uni and not while you yeah, yeah, finish uni. Uh, mm. You you always want to make changes where you're like in a super uh, comfortable and nice position and so try to get in that position and then make changes absolutely i could not agree more so absolutely great but i really really do appreciate because i know you must be really 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 busy running the company and building the business and stuff so the fact that you've that you've come on and you've had a conversation with me here i really do appreciate and hopefully we can get you on at some point again in the future um yeah, to sort of cool. give an update and and maybe do some stuff together next year on a on the podcast as well but thank you so much for being here no problem thanks a lot cheers guys so this has been a really really interesting uh conversation i really do appreciate eduardo coming on to actually just talk about this so something that you guys know that i'm really really passionate about and like literally i'm geeking out sat here speaking into this mic so um look i hope you found value in this um one thing i'd say is definitely go and download the app i think uh you've got uh, a referral thing at the moment where if you add the app and you refer it to a friend you get 15 pounds yeah. so do yourself a favor I'll put a link in the the uh, show notes to this podcast. Download the app, recommend it to a few friends, and get them to use it as well. You'll get 15 quid. You're going to do your mate a, good, a huge favor as well in terms of getting them to manage their money better. And you can all have a conversation about how well you've actually done and compare your net worth if you're brave enough. Um, but guys, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, darling in and listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We are fast approaching the end of the year. This is episode 41 there's only nine more to go so it's been a whirlwind so far and next year is going to be so much better there'll be more on that later on but guys have a great week catch you later